Kevin looking. Long to the basket. Yo, yo, whoop, whoop, yo, yo. There's no ball like college basketball. So let's get the dipping wings together and get the boys and girls over because it's about to go down in college basketball time. This episode of The Needle is brought to you by D1CoachCorner.com, your source for Division One college basketball. Thank you once coach. again for tuning to our 40th episode of The Needle. Again, my name is Jack Williams, owner and operator of D1CoachCorner.com. Your source for college basketball news, rankings, and predictions. D1 Coach Corner is the number one source for college basketball preseason predictions and college basketball coach evaluations. The Needle College Basketball Podcast will bring to you 52 weeks of college basketball talk on topics dealing with the Division One college basketball coaches and their teams. In this episode of The Needle, we'll be going over week two of college basketball, and we'll be going over some of the games to see who have moved the needle either upward or downward. And then we look into our Outstanding Players of the Week and then our new Coach Impact segment of the show, which will highlight coaches who have recently taken over a team and has positively impacted that team as a result of him being there. And if you like our show, go subscribe to our iTunes and YouTube channels. Let us continue to be your number one source for preseason college basketball predictions and college basketball coach evaluations. We are now in week three of college basketball, and week two is behind us. The Gabbett games are always entertaining. We also had a field night invitational needle mover between Oklahoma and Oregon State. I still think that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are the teams that everyone are sleeping on in the Big 12. I think that senior Christian Doolittle is getting warmed up, and it's going to be a huge reason for this team's success in the future. Doolittle didn't start in the first game of the season against UTSA due to the fact that he was suspended by the NCAA for participating in the summer leagues without proper clearance. We should see his numbers increase as the season progresses. But nothing was more entertaining than the Gavit game tip-off this week. The Gavit Games tip-off is an annual eight-game series between the Big Ten Conference and the Big East Conference to tip off the college basketball season. Some games that I watched last week were Winthrop at St. Mary's, DePaul at Iowa, Michigan versus Creighton, Butler versus Minnesota, and Villanova at Ohio State. All needle-moving games. From week two, there'll be a lot of teams who will possibly be knocked out of the top 10 come Monday, November 18, 2019. So let's look into some of the games that have possibly moved the needle for week three rankings of college basketball. On Monday, November 11, 2019, Winthrop upset a ranked St. Mary's team on their home court in their third of four consecutive road trips. This Winthrop team is very good this year, however. This team has a very good chance of winning the Big South. The preseason media polls picked Winthrop to finish third in the Big South. You got to be careful playing this Winthrop team this season. This team will pull up a lot of threes. And for a team that has problems guarding the three-point line, they will have problems against a team like Winthrop. Winthrop is ranked 12th in the nation in three-point attempts. But that wasn't the case against St. Mary's, however. Winthrop had 19 three-point attempts but only made five. So I think that St. Mary's did a good job to holding them to only five three-pointers made that game. But look, Winthrop just wanted it more and just found a way to inch out a win on another team's home court. 
Winthrop's defense held St. Mary's to just 59 points. We should expect Winthrop to receive some votes in the AP poll this coming week. St. Mary's can possibly drop out of the top 25 for this loss. St. Mary's climbed two spots in week two of college basketball from number 20 in the nation to number 18, but expected them to dip a little come week three of the rankings. Now, as for the Gabbitt game, DePaul met Iowa for the first Gabbitt game tip-off of the week. It was good to see Little Rock, Arkansas's native Darius Hall suited up to play in this game. Hall transferred from the University of Arkansas in 2017 to play for DePaul. He scored six points in this game. But the star of this game was Paul Reed, who dropped 25 points on Iowa on Iowa's own home court. 25 points was the second highest point scored of Paul Reed's career. Reed also snatched down 12 rebounds that game. DePaul is now 4-0 for the season. I guess they have a chip on their shoulder for being picked last in the Big East by the media polls. The win may be enough to give DePaul a few points towards the top 25 rankings. Iowa was picked in the 2019-2020 preseason media poll to finish 7th in the Big Ten, but D1 Coach Corner had them picked to finish 9th in the Big Ten. A good resume building win for DePaul, however. And on Tuesday, November 12th, 2019, there were more Gabbard game tip-off games. Very exciting. We had Michigan versus Creighton and Butler versus Minnesota. Michigan moves the needle slightly by defending their home court against Creighton. This team looked better than I thought they would. Having gone through so many changes, the loss of Coach Bayline to the pros, Jordan Poole to the pros, and Ignis Brzezinski and Charles Matthews to graduation. Both support players from the previous season, Eli Brooks and Isaiah Livers, are looking good. Livers, Simpson, and Teske combined for 56 points in that game. Coach Jawan Howard has this team getting up and down the court fast, and their defense looked good as well. What was most impressive about this Michigan team was that it nearly had the same efficiency under Coach Howard as it did under Coach Bayline. Michigan gave up only two shooting fouls for the whole game, and Creighton missed them both. Great win for Coach Howard in Michigan. Butler moved the needle slightly by defending their home court against Minnesota in the other Gabby game tip-off game thriller. It was good to watch another Arkansas's own in that game, Peyton Willis, who played all 40 minutes of the game and had 13 points to finish the game for Minnesota. But Minnesota lost that game. Butler goes to 3-0 for the season. They were picked to finish 8th in the Big East media polls. Butler's real test is going to come when they play Ole Miss at home on December 3rd, 2019. In other games, Evansville upset Kentucky. This was the biggest upset in college basketball for the week and will probably be for the whole season. According to ESPN, this is the fourth time that a non-ranked team beat a number one ranked team for its very first win over a ranked opponent. ESPN reported that it happened in 1954-1955 when Georgia beat number one Kentucky and 1980-1981 when Old Dominion won over DePaul, and 1981-1982 when Nebraska won over number one Missouri. Well, we know this. Kentucky most definitely won't be number one coming week three of college basketball. There is no particular reason why they beat Kentucky except that they just outplayed them. And we had Oklahoma versus Oregon State in the field night invitational. Both Oklahoma and Oregon State are two good teams this season, but I think that people are asleep on Oklahoma. I'm liking everything about this Oklahoma team. 
just the way they flow. This group plays well together. And how about Christian Doolittle, a monster out there? He scored 19 points, snatched down 16 rebounds, and had four assists. He was a point guard, a shooting guard, and a power forward that night. He did it all. Watch out for this Oklahoma team. Starting December 5th, 2019 at North Texas, they are going to be tested with three true road games in a row, which includes Wichita State and Creighton, two teams that are not easy to be at home. And we had Pittsburgh at Robert Morris. Pittsburgh keeps the needle steady with a true road win over Robert Morris. Now, this is not a win over a team in the Major Six Conference, but it's a true road win. It's not easy beating any team on their home court, so give Pittsburgh credit. Now, on Wednesday, November 13, 2019, we saw another Gabby game tip off, Villanova at Ohio State. Ohio State demolished Villanova at home in the Gabby Games tip-off on Wednesday. This was, I believe, the worst smashing of a ranked opponent by another ranked opponent this season. Ohio State would definitely rise and Villanova should definitely fall come Monday, week three. Villanova was weak in the paint. I mean, Ohio State was feeding the paint all night. Several backdoor cuts and alley-oops. Ohio State had five players in double-digit figures that night. But on the other hand, they totally shut it down for Villanova in the paint, forcing them to host up 33-point attempts and making only 10. What a beatdown. But that was the only needle mover for that Wednesday night games. On Thursday, November 14, 2019, we had more Gabby game tip-off games. Michigan State at Seton Hall and Penn State at Georgetown. Michigan State moved the needle upward by defeating a ranked Seton Hall team on the road. A true road win against a ranked opponent. Cassius Winston put on a show with 21 points and 4 assists. Seton Hall just couldn't stop him. Now as for Penn State and Georgetown, this is the second team of the season to jump out to an early start on Georgetown. Their defense is just suffering. The worst in the Big East. They are having a difficult time defending against the three. Penn State hit 13 threes in that game. They just couldn't stop Penn State's Marion Jones in that game, who put up 21 points on Georgetown. Georgetown needs to pick it up in order to build their resume for the postseason. On Friday, November 15, 2019, we had West Virginia at Pittsburgh. Oscar Chibwey is a pro. He had 20 points and 17 rebounds that game. So far, he's averaging a double-double, but West Virginia beat Pittsburgh because they were supposed to beat Pittsburgh. West Virginia has a better and deeper team than they do. Good road win for West Virginia. Now, on Saturday, November 17, 2019, we saw three needle movers. Vermont at St. John's, Liberty at East Carolina, and Oregon State at Wyoming. Vermont goes 4-0 for the season by winning their third true road game for this season. Three of their first four games of the season were true road games. That's hard. Vermont first defeated St. Bonaventure on opening night, November 8, 2019, at the Riley Center in St. Bonaventure, New York. Then they defeated Bucknell on their home court two days later. And then most recently, St. John's on their home court. Anthony Lamb put on the clinic with a double-double for the night. 23 points and 13 rebounds that game. We got to watch out for Liberty. They are 4-0 for the season, and they have won their first true road game of the season against the American Conference East Carolina in the island of the Bahamas Showcase. 
and Wayne Tinkle's Oregon State moves the needle Saturday with their first true road win of the season against a struggling Wyoming team. But a road win is a road win. And finally, Sunday, November 18, 2019, Seton Hall moves the needle with its first true road win of the season against St. Louis. Seton Hall was just too big for St. Louis. Plus, this St. Louis team is a terrible free throw shooting team. They only shot 56% from the free throw line in this game against Seton Hall. So this was not a really big win for Seton Hall, but a good win, however, because it was indeed a true road game win and it's hard to beat any team on their home court. Now that concludes our needle moving portion of our show. And now on to our Outstanding Players of the Week. Our Outstanding Players of the Week portion of this show highlights players who have made a major impact in the college game for this week. Who are they? Paul Reed of DePaul, Christian Doolittle of Oklahoma, Oscar Chabway of West Virginia, Cassius Winston of Michigan State, Marion Jones of Penn State, and Anthony Lamb of Vermont. Now as for Paul Reed, Paul Reed dropped a double-double on Iowa on Monday, November 11, 2019. 25 points and 12 rebounds. Iowa couldn't stop him. Reed averages a double-double for the season so far with 14.8 points and 10.8 rebounds per game. I can't believe that some mock draft boys have him listed as an early second round pick. This kid is a pro. His stock is definitely improving. Christian Doolittle is another double-double producer for this week. Doolittle scored 19 points and stashed down 16 rebounds in this game against Oregon State. Doolittle is also averaging a double digit so far this season with 14.5 points and 13 rebounds per game. And so is Oscar Chaboy. He dropped a double-double on Pittsburgh on Friday, November 15, 2019 for the first true road win of the season for West Virginia. Chaboy also averages a double-double for the season thus far with 12.5 points and 11 rebounds per game thus far this season. Cassius Winston dropped 21 points on Seton Hall on their home court. He had four assists to go along with that 21 point. Winston is averaging 19.7 points and 6.3 assists per game thus far in this season. Penn State's Marion Jones also dropped 21 points in a true road win against Georgetown on Thursday, November 14, 2019. Jones is averaging 15 points per game so far. And Anthony Lamb, a senior at Vermont, he dropped 23 points and snapped down 13 rebounds on St. Louis on Friday to give them their first true road win of the season. Lamb is averaging 16.7 points and 9.7 rebounds per game thus far. And now on to our new coach impact segment of the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by D1CoachCorner.com, your source for college basketball news, rankings, and predictions. In this new Coach Impact segment, we'll be discussing coaches who have been head coach of a Division I team for no more than five years and who are on an upper trend towards taking that team to another level. This week's new Coach Impact highlights Coach Walter McCarthy of Evansville. Coach McCarthy led Evansville to a historic win over Kentucky. The Evansville Purple Acers are on fire so far this season with a 3-0 start for the season. Evansville was picked to finish 8th in the media polls, but so far it's looking like they may end up giving teams in the Missouri Valley Conference a run for their money. And that concludes our show for this week. Join us next week at the same time and channel for a new episode. We'll be happy to take all your questions and comments on our Twitter for our next episode. Our Twitter handle is 